Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Wedding Photo Podcast. I am your host, Ulysses Del Toro. Thanks again for joining me on another episode. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo. You can also find me on Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast. And you could also join our Facebook group uh, with a growing community of photographers and wedding vendors alike, uh, where we discuss different different topics in the wedding industry. Uh, We talk about camera stuff. We talk about wedding stuff. Um, If you want your question heard on the podcast, you will... Uh, you can ask your question on on the Facebook group and I'll most likely talk about it on the podcast. Um, but you can also reach out to me personally. Um, if you have questions that you have personally about wedding photography, I'd love to talk about it with you. If you if you know me, you know that I just love talking about uh, wedding photography and photography in general. Uh, I love photography. I love the art form. I love talking about this stuff. Uh, it's That's the reason why I started the podcast is because I just like talking about this stuff and anybody who wants to talk about it with me like they're gonna get an earful so um you can join the facebook group uh and all the links to all that are in the show notes um if you want to support the podcast uh all i ask is that you rate and review the podcast uh show me some love give me a five-star rating if you're on apple Podcasts, and leave me a review and let everybody know uh what you think about the podcast leaving a rating and review helps this podcast grow uh i appreciate you for doing that and i just appreciate you for listening in general um today's guest is the long-awaited podcast a lot of people have asked uh for this conversation to happen uh eric as you all know has have, eric mcfarland has been on the podcast several times and um he's one of my closest friends we love talking camera stuff in general we've been friends for i mean i think like close to 10 years now if not longer and every time i get together with him we just talk camera stuff when we shoot weddings together we literally just talk camera stuff all day long uh so our conversations are always really fun and over the last couple months he has been transitioning from canon over to sony and most recently i have also transitioned from canon over to sony so today we are finally sitting down to talk about our transition from Canon over to Sony. Uh, we talk about some of the reasons uh, we transitions. We talk about uh, how that transition came about and and how we dealt with it, and um, you know our thoughts about Sony over Canon. And we bring up some different topics about like some lenses that Sigma recently announced uh, for Sony. A uh, new camera that Sigma announced. Um, we just talk about about a bunch of stuff. Every time I have Eric on, we're just gonna have a ton of camera uh, topic stuff to talk about. So this one was really fun. I'm so happy he came by to talk camera gear. So I hope you guys enjoy it. So without any further ado, I present to you Eric McFarland. <laughs> And we're rolling. Ooh. Yeah, dude. Uh, cheers. Cheers, man. This is an exciting episode. Finally got you on to talk about Sony. Yes. Um, I guess uh, first I want to apologize to everyone because we are going through a heat wave. It's crazy <laughs> hot and you can probably hear the air conditioner. And Eric and I are not willing to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of peaceful. Like, you know, when you have a, a baby, you have like a white noise machine. It's kind of like that. Okay. So it's calm. So we want everybody, <laughs> all the listeners to fall asleep. Is Make what sure you're, you're not driving them. <laughs> wow, dude. They're going to get bored with all this Sony talk. Fall asleep. Or opposite. Oh, and if you hear us munching, we're also enjoying some mm-hmm. fries with these beers. I think all the people are going to be interested because they all have Canon and Nikon. And like, oh, I want to switch so bad, but I don't want to. Admit it. <laughs> and I just lost a bunch of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> We've been waiting a long time to sit down and talk mm-hmm, about this. Mm-hmm. Um, you switched to Sony. 
a uh, couple has it been months yet couple uh, months back yeah i think so a few months now i'm still shooting um my second body is still the 5d3 um and my wife is still shooting her 5d3 uh, but you know, as we get more money in and things, we're going to eventually switch everything over to Sony, but, but you're using, uh, your Sony camera as your primary now. Yep. Everything I shoot, uh, for like engagement shoots or family shoots or weddings, whatever primaries, the Sony. Okay. Um, and yeah, I shoot maybe, I don't know, a couple hundred shots. If that with my Canon during a wedding. Okay. Uh, what, what, um, what lenses or lens are you using with your Sony? Uh, so all I have right now is the 51.4, um, oh, the Sigma 50 mm-hmm. and yeah, it's been good. Uh, eventually we're going to talk about this later, but I want to get the Sigma 35 2 mm-hmm. that just came out. Like, well, not just came out. It's announced. Yep. Um, so that was cool. They announced that like even the day before you thought they were going to announce dude, it. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. Okay. Um, so I didn't, I didn't even know how to go about this, man. Uh, talking about Sony. there's so many things to talk about mm-hmm. let's just let's just talk about our transitions over to Sony because yep. i want to hear yours like in detail what you did to actually transition over what your thought process was what your research process was because i mean you know i, I i'm sure you had like some kind of research process because that's how mm-hmm. i am i had to like research everything yeah. over and over all these different articles before like i was comfortable you know, you get so used to shooting with your with your gear. You know, my Canon, I just pick it up and go. Yeah. I don't I don't think about anything. I mean, I don't think I I barely even look at like the settings window. I roll that thing and I know exactly <laughs> where yeah. it's at. I'm that <laughs> comfortable with it now. Uh, but when you put that Sony in your hand for the first time, you're like, uh, where is everything? Yeah. And what are all these? What are all these shiny things in here? <laughs> you know. So uh, let's talk about our transition uh, from Sony over. The last couple of months for sure yeah you go first sweet so uh i've been kind of keeping my eyes on sony for a while uh before the a7 III came out um but everything kind of like pushed me away from it just because it didn't have a dual sd card um and well sd card in general i wasn't really a fan of seems like whenever people say they lost images it's with the sd card or something so having an sd card as your only like form of memories that wasn't really for me yeah um and uh, I had some friends that had like a the A7 II, I think, and held that. I was like, oh, that's just awesome. Like I like having like the uh, the EVF and all that. Having how light it was was super cool. But still, just like having the uh, one SD card slot just wasn't. I couldn't pull the trigger on it. So that was a big that was a big seller for you. Yeah, that was the main thing. <clears throat> then uh, the A7 III came out, and I heard it had the the dual cards. Okay, well that's a little bit better. Then I heard about the eye autofocus, and I was like, "Oh, that's 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 pretty big." Um, I remember you sent me a video about you. Like, have you seen this? Yeah, dude, it's nuts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, I, I'm pretty sure every single YouTube video that has like so many eye autofocus review, something like that, I watched it and like would, yeah, because I mean, it seems too good to be true. Yeah, but it's not. It is. It's 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 dope. It's perfect. Um, it's amazing. So, so yeah, I think that um, it's a uh, high ISO capabilities. Uh, was another like thing I wanted in a camera. Um, Can and you push your ISO because we have? I mean, you know, the 5D3, 5D4. You have a 5D4? No, 5D3. So the 5D3, and I know the 5D4. Like, I mean, we we shoot 5D3s, and I push the ISO, and uh, I think it handles mm-hmm. rain pretty well. And I'm one of those people like I I paid you know. I paid two thousand dollars for this camera because I want to use it to its full potential. Yeah, for so sure. I don't limit myself to two thousand ISO. I've shot stuff at sixty four hundred, mm-hmm. you know. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I think there's uh certain things I'll do like the higher ISO, like um where like a flash would be would ruin the ambiance. So like uh if we're at a wedding and there's like a campfire or a bonfire, people doing marshmallows or something like yeah. that, then I'll I'll do the bump the ISO for that because I think a flash would just ruin the ambiance for that photo. Um so things like that. Uh, Are you gonna push your your Sony to one twenty eight thousand? Dude, I should just all the way <laughs> high plus plus or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so having the the ISO was a big thing for me. Um. What else? Oh, I uh, hated on Canon like the the buffer rate with shooting um, CF and SD at yeah. the same time was like yeah. the worst. Uh, it seems like I only get like five or six shots off before it has to buffer and like. 
you know, missing moments because of it. Yeah. Uh, and it blew my mind. I rented the a seven three and put the dual SD cards in. Yeah. Um, and just held the shutter down, I think on the high plus. Um, so if that's like nine frames or whatever it is yeah. a second. Um, and I got to, uh, I think 78 shots or like 80 shots where it, for the, the buffer finally kicked in like, yeah. Okay, well, that's more than enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know, is it? <laughs> dude. <laughs> so, yeah, I always get annoyed if I'm like, uh, if I have to borrow Ashley's camera for her lens or something like that yeah. really quick. I'm like, ah, oh, this buffer is terrible. Like, yeah. I, I'm so used to Sony now because yeah. there is no buffer, really. Yeah. That was a big seller for Maria because she hated it. I hate mm -hmm. it too, but, you know, I adapt to things. So, like, yeah. I was like, all right, like, I know how to kind of be choosy with my shots, which sucks that you have to be choosy mm -hmm. if you have the two cards in there and you have the buffer rate. Yeah. Uh, and with this camera, you don't. And Maria loves that because she would she would still complain to me like, I hate this camera. Like, you know, we'd be in the middle <laughs> of something. She's like, I hate this camera. I yeah. can't I can't keep shooting with it. I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, we can't do anything about it. Yeah, you know? it is what it is. So, so that part was like a big seller for her. Yeah. yeah. So all that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that the price point if I wanted to upgrade to the Mark IV, that's more expensive than uh, the A7 III. And one thing that kind of kept me back for a while too was um, I didn't have any Sony lenses. So I know, well, if I went and like swapped all my Canon lenses and got Sony lenses, I'd be like in the hole like with money and I like, wouldn't be able to afford that. But then doing more research on like the Metabones Mark IV uh, and Mark V, I think it was, um, ended up uh, being, oh, that, this might work for now as I save up money to get another like Sony lens. Yeah. So did that and shot a few weddings with it, a few engagement shoots with my uh, Sigma 35 uh, adapted to the, the Metabones onto the camera. And so when you did that, were you shooting Sony as your primary with the Metabones? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to, uh, the first, I think two weddings I did uh, with the Metabones, I still uh, went back to Canon for um, reception, like nighttime yeah. stuff. Yeah. Cause the Metabones wasn't really there for nighttime stuff. Um, but then finally ended up getting uh, the Sigma 50. Yeah. And I've um, hardly ever used the Metabones now. I'll use it every once in a while if I want to throw like my 85 on there. Yeah. But majority of the time, I'm just shooting 50 all day. Yeah. Which, you know, eventually I'd like to switch from like the 35 to the 50 to the 85 all Sony. Yeah. Uh, but one day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you saved up for the camera first and then the Metabones? Mm -hmm. And you started with those two before you went on to the lens. Yeah, ordered the camera and the Metabones on the, on the same day. Yeah. Then uh, got the Sigma maybe a month or so afterwards. Yeah. And yeah. So what's your what's your plan now to, to convert everything else? So I don't know. Uh, I was thinking the Tamron, yeah. um, the what, 85 to 70, uh, 28. That's pretty. 20, 28 to 70? I think so. Or you said 85 to 70 or eight. Did I? Yeah. Are you sure? 80 to 70. Well, no, this is recorded. Whatever. I'm, I'm going to send that. I'm going to send that sound bite to you. Like, see, I told you <laughs> the 28 to seven. I think it's 28 to 75. 28 yeah. to 70. Yeah. That one, the two, eight. Um, yeah. Tamron. So I was thinking on that cause that one's like 900 bucks or something like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And pretty, pretty good price for what it is. I'd probably use it for like groups and, um, Reception stuff like nighttime, um, anything, anything with the flash probably. Yeah. But then hearing about the the Sigma thirty five one two coming out, I think I would use that lens more. So I think I might actually change everything and uh, the money I'm saving up for the Tamron I might just end up putting that all towards the Sigma one two and, um, yeah, do that and get the Tamron another day. Because I still have my Canon and the, the, the twenty four to one hundred five yeah. that I use for reception stuff if I have to. And I'll probably just go back to that for like dancing photos or, you know, that stuff. I might have done the same thing if I hadn't already bought a 35 <laughs> and then oh, two weeks later they freaking come out with that one. Dude. That was messed up. I knew something like that would happen. So, uh, so my transition over to Sunny, I, I was able to almost change all our gear at once. Mm -hmm. um, so I had already uh, had some experience with Sony because I was shooting um, – Last year, a little bit over a year ago, I bought the A6500 to start shooting Sony with video. And mm -hmm. whenever we had a wedding, you know, I would go rent 
like a, a, an a, like two A7Threes, and then I'd shoot the videos with two A7Threes and it's A6500. But I bought the A6500 because it was my introductory into Sony, and um, we also wanted like a travel camera, so we didn't have to lug around our you know our cannons. So I bought that one specifically because I could do that and it shoots 4K, uh, 24 frames a second. So for video, the stuff we were doing at home with, you know, Gabriel's vlogs and stuff, that worked. Uh, for weddings, um, it was right there where everything we needed. I, I think I kept it on the on the gimbal, on the stabilizer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would use I was I would use a 6500 for all my stabilizer shots. And it was fantastic. Uh, but even getting that camera, it took. Excuse me. It took, uh, you know, weeks of research before I even felt comfortable using it. Like, I think I researched for two months. And then when I got it, I didn't even shoot with it for like another month (laughs) because I wasn't done like figuring out how I wanted it to use it. Um, And then, you know, shooting wedding videos with it and renting the A7 III, I got familiar with the A7 III. Mm -hmm. So uh, we already started talking like, hey, you know. We would love to do a full transition eventually. Maria liked all the capabilities that the A7 III had, um, so we decided we decided to just do it. And the way we did it was, um, I had the A6500. I had like a whole kit. I had a 30 mil one point. What is it? 1.4. It was a Sigma Sigma mm-hmm. one point uh, 30 millimeter and a Sigma 16 millimeter. Um, the 16 is perfect for vlogging. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a vlog, like a mic on it. Um, uh, and I had the, ex- the battery grip with, and I had like 10 batteries for it. Nice. So I basically put it up for sale as a, as a blog setup and, and decided like the only way I would be able to get, um, the a7 III, cause we don't have money to spend on, on equipment was if I sell this entire set and get the a7 III, you know, yeah. like a SWAT. And there was a bunch of people that were asking me just for the lenses. And I was like, I was not willing to give it up. Because I knew if yeah. I just sold it in pieces, dude, I mean, that less. money would just would just disappear, yeah. you know, before I actually got the <laughs> A7 III. So, um, so I think I only got like two serious people. One guy actually came out and looked at it. And, you know, then he got all nervous. Like, I don't know if I should <laughs> spend this much money. I'm like, okay, dude, you yeah. know. So he didn't get it. And then uh, there was another guy who who straight up was like, Hey, are you trying to get the A7 III? I'm like, uh, yeah. He's <laughs> like, uh, I got an A7 III that I, that I want to um, that I want to trade. And I was like, okay, that sounds too good to be true. <laughs> uh, uh, but it turns out I knew the guy. Like, I actually follow him on on Instagram. He was like a street performer dude. Mm-hmm. And and I asked him too because you know I, even though I knew who he was, I was like, okay, what's up? Why are you getting you know Why are you trading an A7 III for this smaller camera setup? And and he basically said like, oh, I have like four A7 threes and sure. I have other cameras and they all serve uh, different purposes. And he's like, I need a, I need a, a vlogging setup, um, you know, and then he sent me like a picture like I shoot by myself. This is what it looks like. And it, there's like five tripods and he's got like five <laughs> different cameras up when he does his like performance stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so we met up. Uh, cool guy. He he showed. I, I played with his camera. He played with mine. Everything was good, and we straight did the swap. Sweet. So it worked out. I finally had an A7 III. I didn't have any lenses for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was the worst part. Like uh, I had this A7 III for I don't know a little bit over a month. Didn't get to use it <laughs> at all. I think I used it once for a wedding film that we had. A, we rented a lens for it or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, so, but prior to that, we had been saving up to do a full swap altogether. Mm -hmm. And we had some money coming in that we had planned like, okay, that this will be perfect. Like, uh, you know, on this date, you know, in, in June or whatever, we should be able to do a full swap. And then I got the a seven three, the first one in what June in like, yeah, the beginning of May. So yeah, I held on to that thing for just nice. over a month with no lens. <laughs> but finally the day came and, and we were able to order, um, I ordered another A7 III body and then I ordered the the 85, Sigma 85 mm-hmm. for Sony. And then I ordered the Tamron. Uh, I had my eye on the Tamron first because I was like, uh, you know, if, when we shoot wedding films, we actually shoot with a lot more equipment. So I may still have to rent another lens or mm-hmm. two when we do those films. Yeah. But if I have the Tamron 28 to 70, uh, I know that 
I can use that for a majority of our filming stuff that we do, you know, like our multimedia stuff that we're doing. Um, and even smaller weddings, like, uh, I offer a package where I shoot a wedding film for just like four or six hours Mm -hmm. and I do it by myself. So really I don't need a whole lot. So that was, that would be my perfect, uh, lens. Little did I know that was going to be an awesome lens for photography as well. All the reviews on that thing was great. I think you're the one that you were one of the first ones that told me about that lens. I think maybe, I don't know. And then I was at a wedding with another Sony shooter and, and they were, I think they were using that lens and we're talking it up, mm-hmm. but I think you sent it to me and that's where I saw like the reviews were just like, everyone was like talking it up. Yeah, dude. And then uh, I've, I've always wanted to own the 85 Sigma. So I ordered this 85 Sigma and that's it. And then Maria, we were, I was talking to her about our transition and what we still needed to get and what we needed to save up for. And, um, I, we still had the Canon 5D three and the Sigma 35 millimeter. We were talking about selling it. Mm-hmm. And then she basically convinced it, convinced me to just buy a 35 Sigma for Sony mm-hmm. now. So we have it and then, you know, do the sale of the can the rest of the Canon gear later on. So I did that. So we have the 35 and nice. it has been awesome. Yeah. And we have not sold our Canon gear and now I'm, thinking about not selling it at all because <laughs> i looked up the the shutter count on our camera <laughs> did i send it to you yeah it was pretty high it was yeah. uh like over one hundred eighty thousand shutter count i was like yeah. oh my god i feel bad as you know like even <laughs> giving this to somebody yeah. so um i don't know man like we might not even do it we might just save up for we we want to get one more body mm-hmm. and then we want to get uh well, lenses, I don't even know how far we want to get because they just announced all those lenses that we're going to yeah. talk about. They announced, uh, Tamron announced uh, a 16 to 28, yeah, 2.8. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of like, I don't I don't know what we want uh, at this point. But we're going to get another body and eventually get another lens. But that's where we're at. We made our transition. And uh, Maria shoots full Sony. She shoots with one body with the Tamron 28 to mm-hmm. 70. She fell in love with that thing. And then I shoot with uh, the Sony 35. Um, or a lot of times, uh, this last ceremony, I shot with the 35 most of the day. And then during the ceremony, I actually shot with my Canon 35 and I had the 85 on the Sony hmm. and I shot with the 85 the whole time. Cause Maria had the variable lens and she was able to get the white shots and all that stuff. Right so, uh, that kind of worked out. Um, so yeah, we finally transitioned over and, um, I never want to go back. Yeah, dude, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, one of the questions I wrote down. Um, yeah. So same, same reasons that you talked about that. That's everything that I loved about the Sony, right? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I had already messed around doing video with the autofocus. I love the autofocus tracking Mm -hmm. and with photography, like I haven't even picked a favorite like autofocus system on the Sony yet, you yeah. know, like I love shooting on the wide zone, you know, and letting it pick its own. Cause the mm-hmm. algorithm on it is so good. Yeah. And then I'll shoot center all the time. I like the flexible, what's it called? Flexible spot yeah. uh, focus. Ex- mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, uh, the continuous autofocus. Mm-hmm. Is that the one you use a yeah. lot? Yeah. I, that's all I use. That's all you use? Mm-hmm. I, oh, man. I haven't found a good flow for that yet. So I always <laughs> switch out of that. But I also enjoy it. Like I have it. Like I said, I haven't picked a favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, on, on my Canon, I had a very specific way of shooting yeah. already. And I, I didn't change it. You know what I mean? Whereas this one, I was like, man, I, I want to use them all. Yeah. They all serve like their own purpose. Yeah. I think uh, I set it up to where it's just uh, I can pick my focus point and it's continuous out of focus on that. Yeah. And that's all I ever shoot. Uh, well, actually, um, I mean, I'll use uh, eye autofocus, obviously, and that's a little more, it's a little different. But, dude, I found uh, posting up like in the center of the aisle or like off to the side or whatever for like at people, the processional as people walk down, you can throw on eye, eye autofocus for that and just get some walking towards you. And <clears throat> oh, I haven't used this yet, nope. but have you uh, set the the face detection profiles to I your haven't. couples? Mm-mm. You knew you can do that, yeah. Though? That's so awesome. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, you can you can set the face detection to recognize specific people. So you can Mm -hmm. set it to your couples. So when you're coming down the aisle and you're using uh, the continuous autofocus or if you're using the wide focus, like it will choose them over everything. Dude, that's mind blowing. Yeah. Come on, guys. (laughs) 
Get with the program. <laughs> just switch over already. It's Don't true. <laughs> Position. I told you this is going to be an episode just like, just like bagging on on Canon the whole time. <laughs> so it's going to sound like it, but I, I, dude, I love Canon. I've been with Canon forever. Mm-hmm. I love their their lenses. When Sigma came out with their art series, like it was a great combo. But the you know all of the all of the. Uh, the capabilities that you have with Sony now, there's just mm-hmm. so many options that you have that it just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. It's just better. Dude. Right. You tell them, Eric. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, um, what was a learning curve like for you from switching from Canon over to Sony? Uh, I set my, all my buttons up pretty similarly with my 5d3. Um, so I have like, there's like the C1 and C2 buttons on the top, uh, right. I think, I think there's C1. Um, and I have that for like uh, ISO and white balance, which is what my Canon was also. So my button layout is essentially the same thing as my 5D3. Yeah. Um, so that was fine, like going over to that because I mean it was laid out the same way as Canon for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I did have like trying to figure out the editing. Um, I couldn't edit the files exactly like my Canon. It was pretty similar, but it was a tiny bit different. Yeah. Uh, so I have my preset that I, preset that I have that I for my canon i had to tweak it a tiny bit for my sony so i'm going through a wedding editing i'll have like um my hotkeys for a canon file my hotkeys for my sony file um but uh was, how big was the difference not that big yeah. it just uh changed some stuff like the hsl sliders yeah. and i think that was pretty much it and um yeah that, that one i can't answer to because maria does all of our <laughs> editing but she's she said she didn't have any like problems with it she said it was mm-hmm. pretty simple it didn't it wasn't like a huge off difference yeah it is like a, a tiny bit but like not yeah. not that bad yeah. um now I'm, I'm used to it to where like uh to come across like when i ask she's like canon files I'm like oh, oh yeah this is different yeah um but yeah it's yeah n- no difference now to me it's mm-hmm. I, I just know what to do and yeah and what about the um the interface was um, that a big difference for you I think uh, I was able to set like your my favorites menu, and so I have everything there. So I have to, like go and search for stuff. So once uh, after the initial setup and getting my favorites all listed there in the, um, the folder, I jeez, mean, man, you're way you're way ahead of the game. <laughs> I, I just have now memorized where all the things are, <laughs> and and like the difference. You know, if you don't know the difference between Sony and Canon, like Canon's interface is pretty simple. Mm-hmm. You know, each section has like what, like four pages, yeah. whereas Sony, each page has like 14 yeah. or more. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's nuts. Yeah. But so uh, yeah, the really uh, only time I really go into the menu is to change um, uh, for like if I'm shooting flash and I want to turn the live view off to where like, um, you know, you can you look through the viewfinder and it, the, what you see is your exposure essentially. Yeah. But if you throw a flash on, that's not going to look different. So yeah. I, I can turn that on and off. So I put up a, a favorites thing in the the folder. So if I'm throwing a flash on, I can change it really fast. Wait, your viewfinder looks different if you change the flash? How? Well, like, uh, you know, like if you look through the viewfinder, like normally you yeah. can change your exposure and it'll brighten or darken or whatever yeah. your aperture, all that stuff. Um, you can turn a setting on to where like if you change your exposure, it doesn't do anything through the viewfinder. Uh, so you're not seeing um, what your settings are, but the live view will change. Um, oh, because when you're using the flash, it's like darker. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, shoot. You're going to have to show me that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll do that for uh, for like reception stuff, for, for, like first dance or from using a flash. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, uh, 200th of a second at a you know, F8 or whatever, I'm not yeah. going to be able to see anything. Um, so turn that off and yeah. using flash and. Dude, that's another great thing about Sony when you what, what you see on your screen is basically your exposure yeah. throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So and then and it's got the sensors. So like, it, you know, it's so funny, dude. We're already just looking at the screen when photographing. Yeah. Instead of looking through the viewfinder, like <laughs> mm-hmm. we're getting so used to that because it's just comfortable. Yeah. And that but you have the option to um, as soon as you put your eye up to it, like uh, it goes off of the screen and it goes into the viewfinder, mm-hmm. your view. Um, and the way I have it set up is on my screen, you know, it's got, uh, all of my info. So I know like how much battery life I have, how many photos I have, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. But in the viewfinder, I actually have the, just the histogram showing in there. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm, I, I use the histogram a lot for, to, you know, to keep track of my exposure. So I'll go, I'll go into the viewfinder to set up, 
you know, my exposure because my histograms in there. Mm -hmm. And then I'll spend the rest of the time just looking at the screen. Sad. So I feel like people are watching us, like looking at the <laughs> screen, like what is this guy's doing? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's been pretty, pretty good. Dude, that's what I like. I found, uh, I found myself, uh, I guess like chimping through the viewfinder. So I'll put up to my eye and like look through the pictures that way. Sometimes instead of looking at the back of the screen. So if someone sees me, I look like I'm taking a picture, I guess, but I'm really just looking at the pictures. And then they're wondering, how long is this going <laughs> to take? What are you doing? <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if anybody's wondering about the learning career, I feel like it was pretty quick. Yeah. When you're, at, you know, as long as you've been, if you've been shooting photography for a while, you, you know, the concepts are all the same, right? Mm -hmm. Your settings, your exposure, your aperture. It's just kind of relearning where those things are. You set your camera to match your, your Canon. Mm -hmm. I didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> just whatever was there, I kind of set that. I did change a couple of the settings. Like for me, a big one was um, I love that uh, you can view everything on the screen. And then when you put your eye to it, it goes to, you know, to the viewfinder. Mm -hmm. But when I use my, uh, my gimbal, my, uh, my stabilizer, um, sometimes the stabilizer gets in the way of the yeah. viewfinder uh -huh. and it messes with the screen and I can't see anything. So in my video settings, I have, um, one and two set for different video settings in my video settings. I have it. So where, when I press, uh, one of the buttons, I, I get rid of the back screen altogether mm -hmm. or, uh, no, I'm sorry. I get rid of the viewfinder altogether so I can only see things on the back of the screen. Yeah. One of my buttons, the, I forget what button it is, the, the top left one. Um, is my like uh, viewfinder on and off, mm -hmm. and so uh, for like re reception stuff, I like to drag my shutter a bunch. So if I'm holding my camera up, uh, I'm not looking through the viewfinder, so yeah. I just turn it all the way off and just do that for the reception photos yeah. or the dancing photos. I mean, yeah. it's just you just have so many options with that yeah, thing. Dude, it's it's true. pretty great. <laughs> all right, before we get started, we got another beer here. Uh, thank you to our sponsors at Brutality Brewing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is the Devil's limeade pale ale lime and a hint of habanero sounds cool man cheers mm -hmm, mm -hmm. get the lime yeah i don't really get the habanero mm -mm. unless it's gonna kick in or something no. it's all right hey glad i tried it yeah you don't really get the the habanero on there mm-hmm -mm. That's almost disappointing. Like, yeah, maybe like uh, I don't know, a tiny bit, but not like an initial not taste. Um, yeah, so the learning curve, not too bad. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty, pretty simple to pick up, just like anything. Uh, if you're a seasoned photographer, I don't think you'll have any problem switching over. Mm -mm. Um, you talked a little bit about your Metabones adapter. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel? that the Metabones adapter compares to a, a native Canon lens? Uh, it works. I found I uh, shooting like spot autofocus <clears throat> is um, pretty useless. Uh, I tried it a little bit and kind of gave up on it. Uh, but switching over to, to continuous was good. But how fast is it? Uh, I found it's, it's decent. It's yeah. not like native fast. but And also you can't totally, on my camera at least, you can't trust it. Or you can trust it, but you can't trust your viewfinder because if you throw on continuous, it's gonna like breathe, like go in and out real yeah. fast. But it'll, the focus point will turn green and like say, oh, it's in focus. But if you're looking through the camera, it looks like totally out of focus. Yeah. So, but I found if you still just take the picture and looking back on it, it's in focus. So you kind of have to just trust the camera because you'll be taking pictures and it'll look like, yeah. oh, these are all out of focus. But when you go back to them, oh, they are in focus. But for whatever reason that's hilarious man yeah that's kind of scary like that yeah it's kind of weird yeah that almost sounds like uh so so alex was on the podcast last last week and he asked about that he had how he asked how the metabones adapter compares to you know the the because i think he has the same lens too the sigma 35 how that mm -hmm. compares to just shooting it on the native canon yeah and i told him that it's I told him it's comparable. Like as far as I can remember, I didn't shoot with the meta. Uh, you let me borrow the meta bones. Mm -hmm. I didn't shoot with it a whole lot, um, but I couldn't tell if it was any faster or not because I don't feel like the Canon. I mean, the Canon autofocus system. I don't feel it compares to the Sony. Yeah. But when I was shooting with the 35 on the Canon and the 35 on the meta bones adapter with the Sony, it felt pretty equal. Yeah. But Sony 
still felt a little better even though you felt a little insecure about it like Mm -hmm. you trusted it more whereas with the canon like i shoot a lot without actually like looking where i'm shooting Mm -hmm. i'm pretty good at pointing you know my focus point without actually having to look uh so maybe that's why i missed focus all the time (laughs) but but i do the same thing with the sony and i get focused every time you know what i mean so i feel like it's pretty comparable I didn't want to be the one to say like, oh, dude, it's still like way faster, way better. Yeah. But I feel like uh, it's safe to say that if you get a Metabones adapter and, and just shoot with your L glass, you're you're probably still just as good, if not better. Yeah, it's definitely for sure. It's not slow. Yeah. Definitely, definitely not slow at all. Um, and yeah, for me, just uh, honestly, just trusting the camera. Like, yeah, uh, through the viewfinder, this looks not in focus, yeah. but I trust you, camera. Go Sony, I guess. And yeah, they're all in focus and everything's great. Trust, just trust Eric. Yeah. yeah he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> um, I wanted to bring up this article that uh, Alex posted on another podcast that you might be familiar with, mm-hmm. another Facebook group. And I have a feeling that uh, the Waiting Hangover guys are probably going to talk about this and then they're <laughs> going to be mad that I, I took this from them. But since we're talking about Sony, um i felt this was pretty important to talk about so uh sorry steven dustin for stealing this article (laughs) (laughs) uh but uh he posted um alex posted a article that uh the title of the article is how canon is going to eventually take back the mirrorless market and he did warn that the the article felt a little uh sponsored you know by canon Mm -hmm. have you read it at all Uh -uh. okay so Basically, it talks about uh, how Canon is planning on, you know, taking over the mirrorless game with uh, the new capabilities that their new mount has. You know, mm-hmm. the new mount system that they created, they basically made it larger and brought it closer to the sensor. So they're able to um, they're able to build better glass down the line that they have mm-hmm. planned. Uh, For like $4,000 or something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but it was interesting. I didn't even think about this, or I didn't even really know about this. But you know, the way the sensor and the mount is on the Sony, that that's why we don't have one two. Like they're they're not able to get it down that low. That's mm-hmm. why we have one four, one eight, um, and Canon. That's that's where they kind of win. They're able to make glass, you know, with uh, these lower stops. And uh, I think Nikon had the same problem, but they just changed their mount on their new Z mm-hmm. mirrorless systems that are also crazy expensive. Um, <laughs> but that that's how they plan on taking over, I guess. But uh, I mean, the article was really great and all, but I, I, I even said on there, I was like, by the time these game changing lenses come out, we will have we will all have Sony's and dual card slots <laughs> and 4K 60 frames per second, which we don't have on the Sony yet. Fuji came out with the, the new XC3 and they mm-hmm. have 4K video capabilities at 60 frames per second, which is awesome. I wouldn't be surprised if if Sony comes out with that next. Yeah. And um, I would also not be surprised if Canon fails to, you know, like <laughs> add these things that we all want. Like, yeah. you know, we had all these high expectations on on the R. And as, as far as like wedding photographers go, I feel like they kind of missed the mark a little bit. Yeah, what for sure. Think? Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, it took me a while to switch over from Canon to Sony. And I wanted to like hold on to Canon and everything. But um I guess I go back to like, uh, so I saw when I first started photography, I was shooting Nikon and Nikon, I wanted to upgrade my camera. I had a D 300, um, and Nikon didn't have anything comparable, uh, to the five D Mark II when it first came out, we had the D 700, but it didn't shoot video and I wanted a camera that shot video. So, um, waited for Nikon to come out with something that was comparable to the five D two and just never happened. So was able to switch everything over to Canon. And I've been shooting Canon for, gosh, um, maybe like uh, eight or nine years, possibly. I remember when you made that switch, too. Yeah. And you even being nervous about that. You're like, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I don't I think you were. What were you struggling with? Well, the fact that you had to, like, sell off all your gear to get you, it was probably the same, right? You didn't, like, get all the same gear back. No. Right? Yeah. You had I, to sell I, a lot I, of it to get half of it back. Yeah. Or something I got like a, a body and a lens. I used lens. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so that's that's like the same transition with like sony like you don't necessarily mm-hmm. have all the that's why we don't want to sell the 
the Canon camera because one, it's not. I don't think it's worth what I would want to sell it for. Mm -hmm. So we wouldn't be able to buy a, a body right off the bat. So is it even worth like selling it? I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, then I saw. Sorry, this is like a little tangent, but I saw an article about uh, how brand loyalty now is dead. That everyone just jumps ship from one brand yeah. to another, and I think I mean <clears throat> that's an issue because I think uh, like Canon or. Nikon or whoever else is like isn't like releasing like I switched from Nikon to Canon because Nikon what didn't have anything comparable to the 5D2 at the yeah. time, uh, and I went from Canon to Sony because Canon didn't have anything comparable at the time. So yeah. um, I think if camera manufacturers are able to you know have something uh, relatable to whatever the the big thing is, then shoot like I'll I'll shoot Canon all day if it they have a dual card slot thing with uh, reliable eye autofocus and yeah. all this stuff, but it just wasn't there. So do you think if another camera system came out with stuff that is comparable to what you have now and it had better options and the price point was about the same, would you, do you think you would have a problem making a switch over to that if it was going to benefit you? Uh, it might. I mean, not right away. Uh, so <laughs> just like another eight or nine years or what? <laughs> well, because I, I switched from Canon to Sony because my Canon camera was getting, I was ready for upgrade. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like right now I'm not ready because I have the Sony that I just bought not too long ago. Uh, but I have, um, so my, like my 5d three, I got the shutter replaced. Um, not cause it broke just cause I was like, Oh, I wonder what the, the shutter count is. And it was at like 375,000 or Dang. something. I was like, wow, that's without ever having to replace mm -hmm. it. Dude, I was that's like, hmm, awesome. That's high. I should get that replaced just, <laughs> just to be safe. How much do you think you can get for a camera with a, <laughs> not much. <laughs> so I went and got the, the shutter replaced on that. Um, and the camera, I mean, you've seen it, it it's yeah. beat up. Yeah. Um, so I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I want to buy a new camera. It's like a vintage 5 Yeah, right, <laughs> dude. It's got some Pantina on it. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to upgrade my camera. Um, so I guess when it t comes time to upgrade my Sony, like I'm not like loyal to Sony. I'll, like if there's something better, then yeah. like if it's not like uh, financially wise, like yeah. just dumb of me to switch everything, then I'll do that. I want to buy whatever is gonna uh, make my job easier yeah. essentially so yeah. like the, the sony does that i'm glad you say that too because again i i really was like worried about just bashing canon <laughs> on here and and as much as it sounds like we are it's not it's exactly what you said like uh you know you're not loyal to your brand it's really like you know if anything you're loyal to yourself right you want to mm -hmm. better yourself you want to be able to uh like you said make your life easier mm -hmm. if this camera is going to do all that for you then then they go for it yeah it definitely did that for us because we were already we were for we were for sure going to transition to sony for video mm -hmm. so we were already planning you know if maria didn't want to switch canon systems then we would have stayed on it right if she really liked it it would have been fine but it made more sense for us to switch because we're transitioning to video uh, to Sony for video and then down the line we're going to want to buy another lens and mm -hmm. then we're going to have to decide should we buy one for the Canon system or should we buy one for the Sony system yeah so it just made more sense to switch over to Sony so we don't have to worry about that mm -hmm. and then and then she and then for her it it made life better too because like she was worried about how heavy the camera was going to be you mm -hmm. know so switching over to Sony the camera's smaller and not as heavy and then yeah you know once you throw some lenses on there and all that they, they get pretty heavy <laughs> yeah. but uh i will say that uh the sony with the battery grip that we have and the new tamron uh 28 to 70 2.8 still lighter than uh, yeah, the canon with, sure. or the 35 or whatever mm -hmm. yeah so it's 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 pretty decent yeah yeah you know i always think back i listened to a different podcast i forget what it was but they're saying um whatever like brand you're loyal to whatever it may be thanks for not shutting them out dude I'm just kidding. <laughs> so like uh, let's say you, you shot canon yeah. and let's say tomorrow for whatever reason canon shuts down and they disabled all their cameras all their lenses like your camera didn't work anymore mm -hmm. like could you go to another system and still get take good pictures like yeah. obviously yes yeah. like you know it's not the the camera that makes you like a great no. photographer it's yeah. you know it's yeah the photographers so. i remember before i bought the sony's i had gone to uh, have you been to image one in riverside yeah. So uh, I went there for the first time. I'd never been in there. Mm. And actually, I just told this story, too. I went in there. Uh, I went in there to buy a, a lens cloth. That was the only thing I plan on buying. But I, I just wanted to check out the store for the first time, mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, we don't have another camera store yeah. near us like that. <laughs> like the closest thing to that is Sammy's in L.A. And yeah. it's an hour and 
who wants to go to LA? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so I went to check it out and dude, they, they were like, for whatever reason that day or, or that month or whatever, they were pushing Panasonic hard. Hmm. So they were trying to get me to, to like, they were trying to get me by the system that day, which was mm-hmm. not going to happen, but <laughs> they brought out, uh, uh, I forget which uh, it's not the GH5, but whatever is comparable to the XT, XT2, XT3 systems. Mm-hmm. They they brought all that out with all the lenses, and it was cool, man. It was cool to see what they had. Like the lenses, they're like they're like a half dollar size. You know, they're all mm-hmm. tiny, uh, small aperture. The, the the quality was really great. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was quick on it. The autofocus was quick on it. So it was really interesting to see that, and and it actually made me question it for a while. Like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> you know, luckily we had already bought into a Sony, mm-hmm. or else if we were still like on that teetering point, like I might have you know, started renting some of the Panasonic system yeah. to really figure out if that's what I want to do. I have friends that went uh, Fuji and and their photos look fantastic. Yeah. And they've been happy with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a Fuji too. Yeah, so, I do. So, yeah, and you like it. I love it, yeah. You love it. <laughs> that travel camera, but yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. Great. Like, uh, I wouldn't mind having, especially now that the XT3 system came out, um, I'm considering getting like a used XT2 with a small lens just for our travel camera. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That'd be pretty Dude, Pretty side right. note, uh, they're going to – so I'm shooting with the, the Fuji X100F, and yeah. they're supposed to be releasing uh, the next version, the, apparently the X100V uh, or something mm-hmm. for the, the fifth one. So the F it could be cheaper if you want to buy it. So Well, any, not, not mine, but I'm saying in general. Are you going to buy the new one? I don't know. I'm going to see what it's what it's all about. Because I might buy the old one off of you. <laughs> but yeah, that, that camera, like side note, I, I, the X100F, like I love that camera. We use it for all of our like Instagram stuff um, or just like travel cameras. So we're not lugging around a, well, I guess not with Sony. So we're not lugging around our uh, expensive, uh, you know, moneymaker cameras. This is small little compact, like Leica sized yeah. camera. And it, yeah. it's, it's all And it gives you it. the same, you know, quality, same mm-hmm. quality, I guess. Like yeah. that's what the, the Sony A6500 was to us. You know what I mean? Like um, with that 30 millimeter, I mm-hmm. mean, that camera gave us some great photos yeah. on our vacation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, speaking of different cameras, uh, did you see that Sigma? I was wondering if you could ask this. <laughs> <laughs> Sigma released a, uh, the did they release it? The world's lightest or world's smallest full frame camera. Full frame mirrorless camera. Yeah, yeah dude. It's called the, the Sigma FP camera. Mm-hmm. Did you read the article on this? A little bit, yeah. What, what'd you think about it? Uh, it seems cool. I mean, I haven't... Uh, you know, seeing what a camera is all about, like on there, like the so. So it's twenty-four megapixels. Mm-hmm. It's full frame, and it has the capability to shoot four K video. Mm-hmm. And you, you probably saw the images of it. It's pretty small. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot what mount it's going to be on it. The uh, I don't know the L mount, which is whatever whatever is used uh, with Leica and Panasonic, because they mm-hmm. have they have like a they yeah, they're, they have they're, a deal, mm-hmm. right? So they, they all use like the same mount or something like yeah. that. So I think it's going to use that mount. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, I like to see it in use before yeah. I like make any judgments. I mean, it's easy to look on paper. Like, oh, this camera seems great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you actually use it and like the autofocus sucks or whatever it might be, like yeah. you got to check out some reviews before I have like a yeah. formulated opinion. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. They don't have a price point on it yet, but this seems like an ideal travel Dude, camera Sigma, too. Yeah, it could you be know? pretty cheap. <laughs> So I, I'm really interested to see, uh, you know, some test stuff on it too mm-hmm. when it comes out. Yeah. I would guess price wise, probably around like 1500 would be my guess. I would have said somewhere around then too. Yeah. I would have said we'll four, see. 14, 1500. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for that price, I mean, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. You think that that's like kit lens price? Uh, uh, I would say just the body, but I don't know. Let's make some, uh, some, uh, what is it called? Some, uh, uh, pre- predictions. Predictions. Yeah, that's the word. That <laughs> Let's make some predictions on this camera. So when it actually comes out, we can see how awfully wrong we were. I'm okay. I'm going to guess it's going to be 1500 body only and 1800 with the kit lens, with the kit whatever lens? the kit lens might be. Yeah. Okay. That's my guess. All right. I'll leave it at that because <laughs> I, I, my guess isn't any better than yours at, at that. <laughs> Um, so, uh, let's talk about the new lenses that were announced by, uh, Sigma. Uh, you, you sent this to me, so I'll let you talk. Bro, about the it. 35 1.2. Yeah. 
That's it. That's all they announced. <laughs> that's all. That's all. Like, that's all me, you care about. Me personally care about. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cause I'm, yeah, I'm pretty set on like the Tamron 28 to 70, yeah. um, as a zoom lens, which I hardly use zoom lenses. Um, that's how I'd, I felt I'd use it. Well, yeah, I'd use it just, uh, for, um, the dancing photos, like yeah. dragging my shadow with the flash. That's, yeah. um, I have a 24 to 105 for my Canon. And that's literally the only time I've ever, ever used it was for, for dancing photos yeah. in the reception. Um, I think you're gonna be surprised, man, because oh. uh, Maria used that lens, and I was constantly stealing the camera from her for mm -hmm. certain shots, for like group shots. Uh, whenever someone surprises me with a big group, mm -hmm. I usually turn to Maria because she has like the zoom lens on her yeah. camera. Right, thirty five's not not cutting it exactly. So, mm -hmm. and twenty eight's not that much wider, but I I took it a few it's times enough. just to yeah. do it. Yeah, uh, but um there were times where it just that lens is just so cool man i just wanted to keep mm -hmm. playing with it so a lot of times throughout the day like i was like here you shoot with the <laughs> with the 35 one four i want to play with the tamron mm -hmm, you know dude and uh i think you'd be surprised you might find yourself like messing around with it a lot more yeah yeah we'll you see saw, you saw how fast it was mm -hmm, dude yeah. it was yeah yeah the focus the autofocus on it is super quick yeah yeah nice and snappy yeah i like i like nice and snappy uh so you're not interested in any of the other lenses uh i don't know they're for me so when i shoot a wedding i usually shoot 35 50 and 85 mm -hmm. um well mostly because that's what i own yeah but uh <laughs> <laughs> otherwise i mean like i, I don't miss I, I don't wish like that i had any like another like zoom lens or like a um well just so everyone knows yeah. uh sigma announced that they're coming out with the 14 to 24 mm -hmm. 2.8 uh, 35, one, two and, uh, 45, 2.8, uh, which are all going to be, um, FE mount uh -huh. lenses for full frame. And then there's a rumored 24 to 70, 2.8. Did you know that? Yeah. I heard about that. There's a Sigma, there's a rumored Sigma 24 to 70, 2.8. Hmm. So we know the other three for yeah. sure. Um, you want the 35 one, two, mm -hmm. uh, I also would like it, but I guess that's not really an option. <laughs> I already bought all my lenses, <laughs> so I'm going to hold off on that for, for a while. Um, but, um, now I'm kind of stuck because I just got the Tamron, the Tamron mm -hmm. 28 to 70, and I'm curious about the Sigma 14 to 24, yeah. 2.8. So I think I would like to at least rent it and see yeah, what the see, difference is. See what's are. it about. Mm -hmm. Cause it's supposed to be like 1400 mm -hmm. and the tamron is going to be i think the same as the 28 to 70 things gonna be like around 900 mm -hmm. bucks so if it's not a huge difference probably gonna go down yeah, for sure <laughs> <laughs> and you found that i think we talked about it already but you got the you bought the 50 the bat the baddest mm -hmm. how do you say oh, no, no I, got, I got the uh the sony's ice oh uh, you got 51 for yeah yeah so, which was more expensive. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I think I bought it uh, used on Amazon, yeah. which I wouldn't normally buy it used, but I thought Amazon, I can return it pretty yeah. easily. Yeah. And I was like, ah, what if I get a bad copy? Like, a, whatever. Yeah. And I got a bad copy. It was just, it was, I mean, I can't imagine yeah. like people are raving about this lens and having like such terrible yeah. autofocus or terrible focus in general. Yeah. Um, but you chose to get the Sigma instead of like returning the bad copy and getting it again. Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah figured out I'd have my thirty five one four Sigma for the Canon. Uh, that's a great lens. Yeah. So I'd rather save some money and just yeah. get that. Yeah. And you like shooting with the fifty? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, if, you know, if I could tra trade it for a thirty five, I would. Yeah, you but, think um, so? Mm -hmm. I know some people are loyal to their fifties, dude. I I I enjoy the fifty, but I also prefer thirty five. Mm -hmm. uh, before um, a week before uh, we got all our lenses we needed a lens to shoot this thing we were doing so i went and bought uh, a 50 millimeter like the i guess it's a nifty 50 but it's like mm -hmm. 200 bucks yeah for for the sony we bought that so we can do this little shoot thing because we had the the sony camera without a lens yeah so <laughs> we used it and dude maria is a 50 millimeter hater <laughs> Sorry, sorry for calling you out, Maria. <laughs> Dude, she is just like, why Why does anybody want to shoot with this thing, you know? Mm -hmm. But in her defense, she also hates the 85 and the 70 to 200. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she she loves the... But you know what? Uh, I think it also has to do with as, as long as we've been shooting together, 
she's always shot 24 35 mm-hmm. and she loves that she loves shooting the wide landscapes and she loves shooting with the 35 because you can do everything with mm-hmm. it you know so it kind of makes sense uh i had to convince her to get the 85 because I, I love <laughs> that look you yeah. know but i mean it is what it is but uh um yeah, I, I did not enjoy the 50, so I was curious. I know you shoot with the 50. Mm-hmm. You shoot with us with the 50, and we love all your images. Yeah. Um, so I was just wondering what your thoughts were. On yeah, it. I like it. It's a, definitely a good lens, um, but I just think it's like the, the focal length of 35, for, for portrait at least, better. So what do you think about that 45? Interested in that? Uh, I don't know. I was thinking, what was it? The uh, I think Sigma has a 40 mil, like 1.8 maybe, or what is it? No, uh, the Battis. Yeah. They have yeah, a, like a 41.8. Yeah. Um, contemplated that before getting the 50. Uh, but then I, I knew like down the line, I'm going to get a 35. So it's I think. So close to it. Yeah. yeah. Having a 30, a 35 and a 40 seemed kind of like <clears throat> redundant. So I just went with the 50. I'm not curious about the 45 really because I have a 35 uh, mm-hmm. and I'm not interested in a 50. And nope. if I'm going to buy a Prime. Like, why do I want it to be a 2.8? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think it's going to be cheaper. So I think Mm -hmm. it'll be a good option for people. Yeah. Um, But I am interested in that 14 to 24. The 35, if I can afford it one day, I'll probably get (laughs) that. I mean, eventually Mm -hmm. we want to have, you know, our goal, our ultimate goal is to have two thirty fives, like four, four bodies. Two thirty-fives. That way, there's always a thirty-five on one of your cameras, mm-hmm. and then the other lens be whatever extra. So, like, I love shooting uh, eighty-five as my second body, so I carry mm-hmm. thirty-five, eighty-five. Yeah. Maria likes. Um, well, sh- you know, when we shoot together, uh, when we do the ceremony, she likes having the variable lens off, uh, mm-hmm. on because she can do like the wide stuff and all that. So, I think for her, it would benefit her to have a 35 also mm-hmm. and then a variable lens. Yeah. So, for the morning stuff, getting ready, she can shoot everything 35. And then for the ceremony, no, like, no question, she's going to shoot variable. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the 24 to 70, like, you have the 24 to 70 mm-hmm. for your Canon. Yep. I'm not, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I think it's yeah. just a, it's just like a, a, I think it's a good lens to have in your kit if you have it, you know, mm-hmm. because you can. You have the ability to go 24 to 70, but other yeah. than that, like, there's nothing exciting about it for me. Yeah. Me either. I, I, just, I mean, I like primes in general. Yeah. So it's good for what it is. I mean, it's a solid lens. Yeah. Definitely, but yeah. I agree. You know, I did a lot of research when when looking into the Sony system. You did a lot of research. Um, what are some other things that you did? Uh, did you join some groups to see like what other people were doing? You know, yeah. did you reach out to anybody? Like what were some of the extra things that you did? I uh, didn't reach out to anybody, but I did join like the A73 group on Facebook just to see like if there are any issues or um, I tried searching there a bunch before I bought the camera for wedding photography. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, I feel like that's pretty uh, a specific style. Yeah. Uh, you're shooting in like, um, you know, all kinds of different conditions. So I mean, you can post a shot of, the a7 III, you know, in the middle of the day, all day. And like, I don't, I could care less if, uh, yeah. what that picture looks like. I want to see like, you know, dimly lit reception or like nighttime photos of yeah. a couple or something like that. Cause yeah. that's like when a camera really shines, like any camera can yeah. take a picture like in the middle of the day and look decent, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really trying to find like, um, examples of someone who had the camera that shot, uh, you know, a dim setting or nighttime of a couple or things like that. Um, cause I really cared about autofocus and seeing if like the eye autofocus was actually as good as people said it was. So did all kinds of research on that. Um, and yeah, it's all over YouTube looking up uh, different videos about the focusing systems and its reliability yeah. and, um, all that stuff. It's been like a lot of time looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Cause you'll send me articles. All the time. <laughs> uh, one thing I want to, one more thing I want to talk about is the, the flash system. So you had Canon flashes mm-hmm. and you oh, didn't, yeah. you didn't buy into new flash systems, mm-hmm. right? You basically just used those systems on it. I know when I told Alex, he was like surprised about that. I was surprised when you told me, I was like, Oh, the best part is I'm still using my, my Canon flashes on my Sony system. Yeah. Uh, and you know a little bit more about that. So how was that transition? Is, does it affect it any different at all? Uh, so I found what is different. Um, uh, the, um, the IR, like the infrared, like little like, uh, X's that shoot out, um, with the Canon camera don't, don't, uh, work with the Sony. Um, so that's a little bit different, but I mean, 
So if you're using TT ETTL, well, just like it's the, not actually getting a real reading. Or well, what? the uh, the autofocus assist, yeah, it'll like shoot out like the red lights or whatever mm-hmm. on the Canon camera. Um, on the Sony, that doesn't work. Mine does. It shoots out the. Mine does. Really? Mine yeah. doesn't. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. That's weird. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> I have to double check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it was though, but I don't know. I so, so for my camera at least, that yeah. that, one, that yeah. it doesn't show up. Um, and uh, I found I don't use TTL like in general, even on the, on the Canon cameras. I don't, yeah. I don't use TTL. Um, so not happy because you, you can't use that on the Sony with it, which yeah. was fine for me. I shoot manual pretty much anytime, Same. anyways. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there hasn't been too much of a difference because uh, I'm shooting manual, so like yeah. the flash is a flash essentially. Yeah. So, so I said that my my infrared does work. I, I it does light up. Mm-hmm. I get the little red light, but. I don't feel like it's actually doing anything yeah. because I do have focusing issues mm-hmm. at receptions. I don't know if you have this problem, but I have focusing issues at receptions wh- when I'm using just a flash. Yeah. It so, could- so it, it, it feels like it's really looking for something to focus on when it's really dark and I see the little red light come on the infrared mm-hmm. light and the focus assist. But, um, you know, one out of five shots, at that point are out of focus yeah so. so i think my theory is you have a different canon flash than i do so i have the 580 ex original and the 580 ex uh i forget which one two or three one of those two um yeah i got the 550 yeah so that so Mine's i think like 12 years old or something <laughs> so i think yours might kick on regardless of yeah. what camera it has yeah um so i know that sony with the the ir that the infrared that that light that it shoots out um it can't lock onto that so that's like useless so all the Sony cameras, um, their autofocus assist shoot with uh, LED lights. Um, so if you were to buy a Sony, like um, whatever branded flash, yeah, uh, the IR won't be there, and it'll be uh, a brighter like LED light that'll like shine real bright, so we can lock focus on that bright light because um, the uh, the focusing system won't recognize the the red yeah. as. Uh, Are you planning on buying some Sony flashes? Uh, I was looking at the um, what was it the. Uh, uh not young nuo what am i blanking the godox uh, godox yeah. um the v1 i think it is yeah. right yeah. yeah we talked about that. um if i were to buy a flash it'd be that one um so i was like gung-ho on that one for a while but then i was like ah you know my camera my canon ones are yeah. fine for right now like yeah. um they don't they're not bad at all they they work yeah um so i'd rather invest in some lenses before i went to another flash that's where i'm stuck right now because i want to i've got a right now i have a um i have a canon 550 and then i have a uh, a newer mm-hmm. newer 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 <laughs> whatever i have a newer flash and they work together so i'm able to do dual you know dual flash uh photos but um i kind of wanted to get um you know they sync up together with their infrared mm-hmm. uh but dude I'm not able to get like further out there. There's a lot of stuff I'm not able to do with, mm-hmm. with just the infrared. I need the, the lights to all sync up together. So yeah. I was planning on buying uh, like a, a three pack of the young news cause they all sync up together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I'm kind of stuck cause I'm not sure if like, I mean the flashes work now with, with the Sony system. Yeah. I know if I buy the three young news that they're going to work just fine also. But now, now I kind of want something that is also going to specifically work with the Sony. So I'm kind of stuck right now. Yeah. So, so. I'm, I'm still shooting. Uh, my triggers are uh, young new and I was worried about the, those not working, but they were great. Yeah. Um, I might save some money and just get those for now. And then maybe down the line, I'll yeah. look into the Sony flashes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, the, that's not a huge concern for me. I just do like reception <laughs> stuff, you know, as long as I have two or more flashes, I'm fine. With mm-hmm. it. I don't yeah. Care so that's what, yeah. I found I'll shoot just on body with the, the flash <laughs> for like a lot of stuff. Um, but then like, uh, I was at a venue a few weeks ago to where they had, um, like a lake or a pond, whatever yeah. you want to call it. And I had the couple on the, this dock, <laughs> And I shot from across yeah. the the water at nighttime and had the flash behind them yeah. and all this. Uh, so I had my Sony camera with my Young Nuo um, uh, receiver and then my Canon flash, the Young Nuo attached to that and everything worked great. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Across the water, I was like, yeah. I don't know, like I think you posted 50 that yards away. Too. Mm-hmm. Uh, will you post after the episode comes out, will you post that on sure. the group? Sure, yeah. I mm-hmm. think that's a, that's a pretty good example of how good those Young Nuos are. And they're not like native Sony, so. Yeah, and it was like, well, I, I think 80 bucks for two of them. Yep. Uh, yeah. And I was like, 
could I'm 50 yards well, there away. There it is. You convinced me to great. just go. Young. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Dude, thanks uh, for I really appreciate me. it. This is uh, long awaited. I'm glad you got to just come over and drink some beers. And uh, uh, you love talking cameras just as much as I do. So I mm-hmm. think regardless, uh, every time you come over, we're just going to record. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> right on. All right, guys, that is it. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Podcast. Remember, if you want to reach out to me, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo, and you can join our Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes below, along with all the links to Eric's uh, Instagram and website and anywhere that you want to find him and look at his stuff. He is an amazing photographer. Him and his wife shoot weddings together. Uh, they're amazing photographers. They do amazing work. Um, besides being uh, some of my best friends, uh, I'm also a big fan of their photography. So definitely go check them out. Uh, thanks again, guys, for listening to another episode. I appreciate your support. If you want to support this podcast further, I just ask that you rate and review the podcast. Leave me a five-star rating. Leave me a review. It helps the, the podcast grow and makes it more discoverable for others to find. So thanks again, guys, for listening, and we will see you on the next one.